Today is Thursday, December 14th, and my name is Scott Shera. I am Grace's dad, and you are tuning in to Deprogramming with Grace's dad, and we have a lot to cover today. A new topic, it's been on my heart for a long time, finally decided to put it into a monocast. So Don, can you bring up the first slide, and I'll introduce today. The title, as you see, is, Is the Parallel Medical System a False Prophet? So today I want to start with, like I usually do, the macro view of what's happening, and that has been happening for 6,000 years. Next, I'll drill it down to uh, how we let evil take control and becoming a boiling frog. Then I'm going to apply the same slippery slope concept to the false god of the medical industrial complex. Finally, I want to show you how to discern and not get caught in the trap of Satan's security and comfort playbook. God wants us to look to him and then use our critical thinking with what's happening. Today, we are going to apply this reality to the parallel medical system play that is gaining traction rapidly. Let's dive in and we'll see if the medical parallel medical system is in fact a false prophet. So first I start, uh, not first, because we already did first. All right, the second slide, Don. I like to start with the reality that we've all been programmed to believe lies from all sides and angles. You know, Grace died so that I could come to grips with this. I was in the the blue pill matrix. And of course, now I've been red pilled. And I'm going to come back to that uh, analogy toward the end. All right, we'll go to slide three. When did this whole thing first start? What was the first parallel system? So there's always been two systems, uh, Satan versus God. And Satan offered Eve the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But Satan could never offer good, so he only offered evil and less evil. God was always outside of that parallel system, and he offered wisdom in the tree of life. We've been chasing the tree of knowledge since that time, and it has become the idol that has taken down mankind. We'll go to slide four. This is a picture of how I want you to look at the evil versus less evil satanic agenda. So in this Antichrist system, Satan is like a coin. He's got a, a heads and tails. So in that light, he's got an evil versus less evil side, an Antichrist side and a false prophet side, an, an, an evil side and an angel of light side, all saying the same thing. I just want you to get the flavor of what I'm explaining today to get us to the point of being able to discern. All right, Don, let's go to slide five. I've got these on my other screen just in case I can't see what Don has here. So when I turn my head, I'm looking at my other screen. All right, so this programming, evil versus less evil, it's not part of God's econ economy. Remember, Satan and God are mutually exclusive. They don't operate in the same spheres. So only God is good. So when I say evil versus less evil, the, this type of programming is what we have learned to look at life through. So we see, for example, the alphabet agencies or the alphabet news agencies, I should say, the mainstream media, uh, they compete against the less evil side, Fox and Newsmax. Uh, critical race theory, we know that's evil. So then what's less evil? The Pledge of Allegiance. So you might think, oh, what is he talking about? Why is the Pledge of Allegiance less 
evil? Well, because we can't pledge allegiance to a flag. We can only pledge our allegiance to God if we care about the truth. All right, so then of course we know the virus is evil and I'm talking about viruses in a much broader context here because they've convinced us that viruses on even a bigger picture are real. I've come to believe that there's no viruses, but viruses, if you believe that because it creates a fear, then of course we have the less evil vaccines. And the vaccine agenda I've exposed before, that's not my lane, but it's very easy to, to see it because the when you overlay, when we get cleanliness and, and internal plumbing in our society, the uh, results of smallpox and all the childhood diseases went down drastically. The vaccine agenda credited the vaccines for that uh, parallel reduction in, uh, in those childhood diseases. Well, it's laughable when you see that as RFK Jr. exposed, there's never been a vaccine that's ever been tested. All right, this, these next two we have clips for, and the reason I wanna have clips, you'll see the one is, it shows you how in uh, unison the evil side is. And then the, the other clip I'm gonna explain after we go through it. So this is the liberal progressive side. Don, can you play that short clip now? Hi, please? I'm Fox San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is, is to serve, serve our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso, Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS4 News produces. But we are concerned about someone trying to be responsible one-sided news stories plaguing our country. Plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, some media this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 Thank you, Don. Well, I brought in that clip because obviously you can see that that's evil and all the talking heads from the liberal media all get in sync. And you know what's in the middle of that clip, you see that they talked about the social media doesn't fact check. And so guys like me, they're calling out for not fact checking, which of course that's the pot calling the kettle black. Interestingly, I have this at my desk now. My wife gave me this last night. And uh, this is the, the latest and greatest. I'm gonna show this on the screen. I, I did the, the uh, PowerPoint presentation uh, over the last couple of days, so I, this didn't go in, but I'll just show you this. Uh, all right, so what this is, 
This is from one of the local pharmacies and you can get a flu shot and get 20 cents off per gallon. I mean, what a screaming deal. I can hardly wait. I mean, it's, uh, I just, the only question I had, is that just a one-time offer or is that, you know, like, a, is that permanently I get 20 cents off a gallon forever? I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, to motivate people like this, but there's still people who fall trapped. That's the easy stuff. There's a lot tougher ones coming that I want to show as part of this monocast. All right. So then on the opposite side of this liberal progressive movement, of course, is the moderate conservative side. This clip, is really important and this clip is spot on but i want to explain why i am uh, sharing this clip as soon as it's done so go ahead and roll the next clip down so, so this is from representative james trafficant jr of ohio when he addressed the house of representatives march 17 1993 he begins mr speaker we are here now in chapter 11 members of congress are official trustees presiding over the greatest reorganization of any bankrupt entity in world history, the U.S. government. We are setting forth, hopefully, a blueprint for our future. There are some who say it is a coroner's report that will lead to our demise. It is an established fact that the United States federal government has been dissolved by the Emergency Banking Act, March 9, 1933. 48 stat. 1. Public Law 89-719, declared by President Roosevelt, being bankrupt and insolvent, H.J.R. 192, 73rd Congress M. Session, June 5, 1933, joint resolution to suspend the gold standard and abrogate the gold clause, dissolved the sovereign authority of the United States in the official capacities of all United States government offices, officers and departments, and is further evidence that the United States federal government exists today in name only. The receivers of the United States bankruptcy are the international bankers via the United Nations, the World Bank, and the International Monetary Fund. All United States offices, officials, and departments are now operating within a de facto status in name only under the emergency war powers. With the constitutional Republican form of government now dissolved, the receivers of the bankruptcy have adopted a new form of government for the United States. This new form of government is known as a democracy, being an established socialist communist order under a new governor for America. This act was instituted and established by transferring and or placing the office of the Secretary of Treasury to that of the governor of the International Monetary Fund. Public Law 94-564, page 8, section HR 13955, reads in part, quote, The U.S. Secretary of Treasury receives no compensation for representing the United States, unquote. So the Federal Reserve System is a sovereign power structure separate and distinct from the federal United States government. The Federal Reserve is a maritime lender, and or maritime insurance underwriter to the federal United States, operating exclusively under admiralty maritime law. The lender or underwriter bears the risks, and the maritime law compelling specific performance in paying the interest or premiums are the same. Assets of the debtor can also be hypothecated to pledge something as a security without taking possession of it, 
as security by the lender or underwriter. The Federal Reserve Act stipulated that the interest on the debt was to be paid in gold. There was no stipulation in the Federal Reserve Act for ever paying the principal. Prior to 1913, most Americans owned clear, allodial title to property, free and clear of any liens or mortgages until the Federal Reserve Act 1913. Hypothecated all property within the Federal United States to the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve, in which the trustees held legal title. The U.S. citizen was registered as a beneficiary of the trust via his or her birth certificate. In 1933, the federal United States hypothecated all of the present and future properties, assets, and labor of their subjects. The 14th Amendment, U.S. citizen to the Federal Reserve System. In return... The Federal Reserve System agreed to extend the Federal United States Corporation all the credit it needed. Like any other debtor, the Federal United States government had to assign collateral and security to their creditors as a condition of the loan. Since the Federal United States didn't have any assets, they assigned the private property of their economic slaves, the United States citizens, as a collateral against the unpayable federal debt. They also pledged the unincorporated federal territories, national parks, forests, birth certificates, and nonprofit organizations as collateral against the federal debt. All has already been transferred as payment to the international bankers. Unwittingly, America has returned to its pre-American Revolution feudal roots whereby all land is held by a sovereign and the common people had no rights to hold a loyal title to property. Once again, we the people are the tenants and sharecroppers renting our own property from a sovereign in the guise of the Federal Reserve Bank. We the people have exchanged one master for another. This has been going on for over 80 years without the informed knowledge of the American people, without a voice protesting loud enough. Now, it's easy to grasp why America is fundamentally bankrupt. Why don't more people own their properties outright? Why are 90% of Americans mortgaged to the hilt and have little or no assets after all debts and liabilities have been paid? Why does it feel like you are working harder and harder and getting less and less? We are reaping what we have sown, and the results of our harvest is a painful bankruptcy and a foreclosure on American property, precious liberties, and a way of life. Few of our elected representatives in Washington, D.C. have dared to tell the truth. The federal United States is bankrupt. Our children will inherit this unpayable debt and the tyranny to enforce paying it. America has become completely bankrupt in world leadership, financial credit, and its reputation for courage, vision, and human rights. This is an undeclared economic war, bankruptcy, and economic slavery of the most corrupt order. Wake up, America. Take back our country. So it's interesting that the man in 2002 was arrested and put in jail as a part of some sort of corruption scandal. 
And it's no surprise that he spent seven years there, only to die while in jail. He represented Youngstown, Ohio from 1985 to 2002. He was re-elected by the people, the voters who put him into office, and it was only being framed for corruption in 2002 that he would be expelled from Congress and spend the last seven years of his life in prison. These are little-known facts that most people are entirely in the dark about, they're completely unaware of, and it's something that cannot be brought out into the light. Okay, this clip that you just heard is maybe one of the most important that will uh, hopefully wake people up. You know, we, again, this framing I'm giving you, evil versus less evil, is how Satan has trained all of us to look at the world. So we look at the world through this set of glasses, evil versus less evil, versus what does God's economy say? God's economy is always outside of this. James Trafficant told the truth here. He did a phenomenal job. Uh, you know, we are not supposed to have a democracy. And he called it out at uh, a level that uh, every single person in Congress knows. So we've been, we bought into this idea of voting. Uh, and we all know we're choosing the lesser of two evils. But I mean, we are literally choosing the lesser of two evils. When we think that we're voting for Republican and that's going to help us, they are all in on it. And James Trafficant called them out. Of course, he lost his life for doing so. And uh, you know, I, I'm thankful for men like him. All right, going back to our side-by-side, 9-11 -side, uh, resulted in the Patriot Act. You know, the Patriot Act made us, the human beings that, re that reside in America, we became the terrorists. Uh, why did we fall for that? Well, because we fall for security and comfort, which I'm going to explain a little bit later. So big pharma, of course, they're evil. What is less evil? Ivermectin. I'm going to, before you start throwing tomatoes at me, I'll explain that as, as we get there. And then allopathic medicine. And what our message today is, is on the, the parallel system, the parallel medical system. All right, let's go to slide six, Don. So this angel of light side of Satan. So this is the less evil side. So he comes like a lamb. Revelation 13 is the false prophet comes like a lamb. So 2 Corinthians 11, 14 and 15 says, And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising then if his servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness. Their end will be what their actions deserve. So there's a lot of these people that look good. Uh, you know, Satan, uh, <laughs> if Satan was on every uh, thing that is uh, false in a red suit and a pitchfork, it would be easy to spot, but it's not easy to spot. And that's why I, I took the time to lay this out today. All right, let's go to the next slide, Don, slide seven. By the way, all these slides are going to be in the show notes, the uh the links to the videos in the show notes. So uh, everything is there for you so that you don't have to screenshot. All right. So what is the, what's the story with this idea of Satan as an angel of light? How long has this been going on? And the answer is since the beginning, 6,000 years ago, Matthew 24, 24 says for false prophets or false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. So God's people are the elect, and Satan is trying to deceive, and he's doing a fantastic job. COVID exposed how deep the deception is. 
So should we expect Satan to come as an angel of light? I'm going to read Daniel 8, 23 through 25. And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come to full, a king of fierce countenance and understanding dark sentences shall stand up and his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. And he shall destroy wonderfully and shall prosper and practice and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. And through his policy, he also caused craft to prosper in his hand. And he shall magnify himself in his heart and by peace shall destroy many. He shall also stand up against the prince of princes, but he shall be broken without hand. What has the historic response when Satan has appeared as a false light before. I mean, this has happened in history. It happens over and over and over. In Genesis 25, Esau sold his birthright for food. So, I mean, they project, they as the cabal project food shortages. Food shortages. What are we going to do? Are we going to um, deny Christ when there's food shortages? You know, and, and we have a propensity to want to trust men. In 1 Samuel 8, uh, you know, the, the Israelites wanted a king and, you know, Samuel warned them, this is what a king's going to do. And they still wanted a king. Why? Because they don't want to be accountable for their own lives. And so God said, give them a king. God does not go against man's will. And, you know, the, of course, they got what they deserve. So this is should not surprise anybody that this angel of light strategy is going on. It's been going on since the beginning. Um, God is warning, of, warning us of it. In fact, he gave us a very specific warning. Slide eight, Don. 1 Thessalonians 5.3 says, For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. That I've been trying to sound for a long time. Security and comfort is going to be our de demise. All right, so how does this even happen? Let's go to slide nine. How do we become the boiling frog? Uh, the slippery slope doesn't happen overnight. It's one step at a time. So I've given an example here. I own a small business, as many of you know, and I have employees. And what I see with the younger employees especially is they don't know how to think anymore. And so how did this happen? So I'm just picking on one specific thing just to show how the slippery slope happens. So what's wrong with a teacher reminding a student of homework? Seems innocent enough. Uh, and the problem is we naturally rise to the level of expectation. So we don't see this, you know, this simple thing as satanic, but we don't, Satan is clever at disguising things. So this innocent thing leads to what? Well, it leads to do-overs because now the teacher is to blame. It leads to no critical thinking, leads to lack of discipline, leads to believing you should be paid for fogging a mirror versus performance. It leads to dependence on a boss to spoon feed. It leads to belief in freedom without responsibility, which, by the way, is one of the goals of the public fool system, and then leads to an illusion of freedom and then dependence on the slavery system our government wants. Uh, you know, part of the pandemic success was people believing it was okay to not work and get paid. So this happened. I mean, the public fool system has been around for a long time. 
it was slow at the beginning back i've shared this before in 68 when i went to kindergarten they were programming us five-year-olds saying it's irresponsible to have more than two children if your parents have an electric can opener that's wrong because we have limited resources on the planet you know they're programming 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 but the big programming is to remove critical thinking out of young people so they can't see this anymore. So they just blindly become slaves of the government. All right, so now let's transition to the medical situation. So slide 10, Don. So what if there was a plan to depopulate the United States? And there is a plan to depopulate the United States. Here is the graphic. I've shared this before and I'll just highlight a couple of things here. They want to, as part of the plan to depopulate, increase, encourage increased homosexuality, put fer fertility control agents in the water supply, um, promote chronic depression, uh, payments to encourage abortion, abortions and sterilization, sterilizations on demand. So if this is true, by the way, this is simply the output of a eugenics campaign that the United States started in the early 1900s. So if this is true, well, then what? All right, so let's go to slide 11. So what does a satanically designed slippery slope look like medically? Obviously, this didn't happen overnight. It took one first step. And Don's going to play next the Rockefeller introduction to this whole satanic slippery slope designed to reduce the population uh, as the next clip. So go ahead, Don, roll that clip. Around the same time that John D. Rockefeller seized U.S. media, he also hijacked U.S. medicine. When it was discovered that drugs could be produced from petroleum, America's top oil mogul ordered his army of propagandists to invert reality accordingly. Medicines used for thousands of years were suddenly classified as alternative, while the new, petroleum-based, highly addictive, and patentable drugs were declared the gold standard. After buying the German pharmaceutical company that manufactured chemicals of war for Adolf Hitler, Rockefeller leveraged his political influence by pressing Congress to declare natural healing modalities unscientific quackery. Rockefeller then took control of the American Medical Association and began offering massive grants to top medical schools under the mandate that only his approved curriculum be taught. Any mention of the healing powers of herbs, plants, and diet was erased from most medical textbooks. Doctors and professors who objected to Rockefeller's plan were crucified by the media, removed from the AMA, and stripped of their license to teach and practice medicine. Those who dared to speak out were arrested and jailed. When evidence began to emerge that petroleum-based medicines were causing cancer, Mr. Rockefeller founded the American Cancer Society through which he suppressed that information. John D. Rockefeller is duly credited as the founder of the pharmaceutical industry and the reason that medical error is currently the third leading cause of death in America. This is not an indictment against doctors. More than anyone, they are under the stranglehold of the single largest lobbying power in Washington. Every year, the pharmaceutical industry spends at least twice the amount as big oil to influence laws, policies, and public perception. Thanks to Mr. Rockefeller, the architect of American monopolies, no industry has more power over our lives than Big Pharma. 
All right, so that's the introduction. So that's how the slippery slope starts. Okay, so now, interestingly, you know, the Rockefellers start the American Cancer Society because cancer is a result of what they introduced. All right, so then they look like the savior. Uh, this is analogous to what happened with COVID. Of course, our government is responsible for COVID, and then they want to pay us, uh, when our loved ones die of COVID, a funeral allowance. Yeah, it's, it's to take our eye off the ball. All right, so then the Rockefellers start medical school programming, which was, of course, introduced in that video. Then viruses, that you see I have that in quotes, because now we've got to have these viruses. People have to believe in viruses. Why? Because we need vaccines. So these slides over on the right-hand side, the first one, the lie, this is from a the 1950s weekly reader. And in Science News, it says, a great doctor this month Many girls and boys are getting the polio shots. Then these children will not get sick from polio. For the first time, there is a way to stop polio. All right, so you see I have that it labeled as a lie. Why? Because it is a lie. 30 years later in the Federal Register, on June 1st of 1984, the Department of Health and Human Services exposed themselves. You know, this stuff is buried. Uh, if you look at what it says, it says, any possible doubts whether or not well-founded about the safety of the vaccine cannot be allowed to exist in view of the need to assure that the vaccine will continue to be used to the maximum extent consistent with the nation's public health objectives. All right, so remember, I showed you the slide at the beginning. What are the public health objectives? It's to reduce the population. That's why they need vaccines. All right, so then psychiatry. You know, I'm very familiar with this because my son committed suicide uh, based on drugs the psychiatrist recommended. I didn't realize that was part of the agenda. You see uh, chronic depression is part of the agenda to depopulate. Uh, number seven, amniocentesis. Okay, so what's going on there? Well, you saw on the original slide, they want to promote abortion. Well, how do they fool us? Well, we can't have disabled people in our population because they're a drain on society. So they come up with this test to figure out if the person's going to have Down syndrome ahead of time. So they can eliminate those people who are a drain on society. And this is ridiculous. So 90% of Down syndrome people are now already aborted because of this crazy test. Of course, then they put together scare homes, hospice, hospice facilities. They have creatively convinced us that the Hippocratic Oath is, is real. And we're gonna play a clip uh, next, but as an introduction to the Hippocratic Oath, you can see on the right-hand side, they're, they're not swearing to God, they're swearing to gods, the Greek gods. So obviously this is not a real oath, but they've convinced us that it is. So go ahead and play the next clip, Don. By law, most doctors and physicians today are not practicing according to their oath and that they are doing things that are not only against their oath, but are actually crimes against humanity. I'm talking heinous, cruel, and unusual things that should not be done. Do not take me wrong. I'm saying that there are many doctors out there who wish to make things right for people, who have the right intent, but there are also more professionals out there who are not doing what they actually swore an oath to do. So I want you to consider the things I'm about to show you. You all know that they took what's called the Hippocratic Oath. Hippocrates said many years ago, let thy food be medicine and thy medicine be thy food. Yes, we can change who we are, no matter whether it's cancer, 
or hepatitis C or HIV. These things can all be arrested, they can all be stopped, and they can all be reversed because our body is a renewable resource. Yes, a new stomach lining every four days, a new layer of skin every 28, and that's right, a new body every 16 to 18 months. I've seen it happen. I want you to know today what the truth says. I'm first going to talk to you and show you the original Hippocratic Oath that was used up until 1964 and it was translated from the Greek. And for time's sake, I'm going to cut right to the chase. The old classical oath of the Hippo Hippocratic Oath for doctors said in the third paragraph, I will apply dietetic measures for the benefit of the sick according to my ability and judgment. I will keep them from harm and injustice. Please note, I will apply dietetic measures. Where does your doctor today able to tell you or where has he practiced with you finding out what you're eating, how to prevent the diseases from happening? You go to this man for a cure, but yet he doesn't tell you anything on how to prevent it. Could it be because it makes him money? Or more importantly, could it be because a big pharma taught him how to practice medicine and maybe he was duped? I want you to look at the next paragraph. I will neither give a deadly drug to anyone who asked for it, nor will I make a suggestion to this effect. Notice that they have sworn an oath that they will help you with dietetic measures and that they will help you to get well, that they will not even suggest a drug or anything that can cause harm. Yet pharmaceuticals all have more side effects and the risk of greater problems than the things that they actually work with. We all know that when it comes to pharmaceuticals, there is no such thing as a cure. Your body has not been restored with what has broken down. The pharmaceutical products that you see today only eliminate the symptom. They only eliminate the symptom and mask the severity of the problem that you have. They do not do anything to restore. It was changed in 1964 by a man named Luis Lasagna at Tufts University. Mr. Lasagna also became one of the heads of the Food and Drug Administration after being in the American Medical Association. Could this be due to their certain influences and pressures for money or for position or for power? I want you to notice something that it says very carefully. It says in the fourth paragraph, I will remember that there is art to medicine as well as science, that warmth, sympathy, and understanding may outweigh the surgeon's knife and the chemist's drug. You'll notice that the chemist's drug has now been put in. Where did this come from and why? Could this have been something from Big Pharma? Look at the next paragraph. I will not be ashamed to say I know not, nor will I fail to call in my colleagues when the skills of another are needed for a patient's recovery. Recovery or recovery for him to do another service that could cost you something more. I want you to look farther into this. It says that I will respect my, the privacy of my patients for their problems are not disclosed to me that the world may know. But please follow. Most especially must I tread with care in matters of life and death. If it is given to me to save a life, all thanks. Well, of course, we would all be wonderful people and we would want to help people and save a life. But notice what continues. But it may also be within my power to take a life. Woe within my power to take a life. You're going to a man and you're going to sign a release and he has the power to take your life. I want you to think about this. This awesome responsibility must be faced with great humbleness and awareness of my own frailty. What? He's afraid that someone will come back and kill him? 
or maybe take his life. But the next point is absolutely ludicrous. It is absolutely insanity. Above all, I must not play at God. He can give a life or he can take it and he's not playing God. This is hypocrisy in itself. I really like that man's explanation. And you, you got to realize here, there's a long game that Satan is playing and there's an esoteric agenda and it's for souls. I'll be coming back to that. In that, when you see the long game, you can then see that, oh, this Hippocratic oath was never meant to be uh, something that we should trust in because it starts with a false premise. They're swearing to not the God of the Bible, but they're swearing to Greek gods. So, of course, our God does not change, but the, the Greek gods can change to fit uh, fit the crime. And, of course, now they, the Hippocratic oath has been uh, summarized as do no harm. Last July, a doctor wrote me after hearing me on a podcast and said, Scott, just so you know, we haven't taken the Hippocratic Oath in 30 years. Well, you know, <laughs> that in, in theory would be good, but I mean, they've been programmed in the medical industrial complex to simply follow these orders to get their paycheck. And, you know, ultimately they hide behind number 11, the authoritative white coat. That's also part of how this slippery slope happened medically. So then, you know, the conclusion becomes allopathic medicine replaced God and they call it science-based. So now that becomes the programming, trust the science. And it became this thing where allopathic medicine is now simultaneous with science. Of course, that's a lie. And then the the final situation is we get to the point where anything goes in medicine because there's no God. And so in the days of Noah, what am I talking about? Good is called evil and evil is called good. So now these doctors can do trans surgeries. And uh, I had exposed a few weeks back that 12 year olds now have 12 year olds now have unilateral authority authority to their medical records. The parent doesn't have a right to the records anymore because there's no God. And that was the goal. That's what the slippery slope looks like medically. However, Satan, as he always does, has a little bit of truth. So then there's a wonder drug that came out. Of course, we all know what the name is that came out as a result of COVID called ivermectin. And just for the record, I'm not against all drugs. That's not the point here. What I'm against is relying on anything that takes our message off of God. And there are things that are that have been developed medically that are phenomenal. You know, heart transplants, all kinds of neat things that we would never have if it weren't for men studying and and giving their lives to to the truth. But because there are anomalies doesn't make the entire medical industrial complex the truth. In fact, it's satanic. All right, we'll go to the next slide, Don. So now I set up the big picture and I, I want to show you then how do you discern the less evil medical parallel system. So, you know, when I look at myself, COVID woke me up and now I can't fall back to man solutions, the false prophets. My daughter Grace lost her life because of this exact situation. I fell trapped to men's solutions and it was men's solutions relative to COVID. And it seems the wonder drug has opened the door so that now we can have this parallel medical system. In 2 Chronicles 16, 12, it says, in the 39th year of his reign, Asa 
was afflicted with a disease in his feet. Though his disease was severe, even in his illness, he did not seek help from the Lord, but only from the physicians. And I want to warn people, that is the trap that Satan loves to do. We come through a period of fear, and then we can't wait for security and comfort. And we're going to spend some time on that here coming up. All right, slide 13. <clears throat> when I started looking up this word parallel system, I see it's all over the place. So these are just screenshots that I took when I, I looked up the, the word in social media. So what's the why is that language, do you think, being used? Well, what does parallel mean? Parallel means side by side, two lines that never cross. All right, so if we're in the evil versus less evil dialectic that Satan has set up, all right, these two lines, they never cross, but guess what? They still end up at the same place, and that's the goal. They don't, they have nothing to do with God. And so I think this these term this term parallel system was put in, in place on purpose to get us uh, to, into to stay in the evil versus less evil dialectic. All right, so let's take a look at some things below the surface. Number 14, Don. All right, the one on the left-hand side is from Frontline Critical Care, um, COVID Critical, I can't even, the FLCCC. Remember, Don, if we do these perfect, nobody thinks that we're human. This is the specific um, element. I, I showed this because I wanted to show the specific element that duped me. So I was trusting men here. I wasn't trusting God when we took Grace to the hospital. The fear of COVID influenced my critical thinking and I blew it. So if you look at what they were recommending, it says specifically that if you're uh, I got to find this. All right. So if your uh, desaturation, your oxygen and saturation drops below 94%, it should prompt hospital admission. That's in the blue box. All right. So that was what we were doing. We were following Grace's oxygen with a pulse ox. We should have never bought a pulse ox. Why? Because we had no baseline. We had no business monitoring something that we didn't have a baseline for. If we would have had a baseline, we would have known that every time Grace had a cold or flu in the past, the oxygen, her oxygen saturation dropped just like mine does. So then we wouldn't have panicked. So this statement from other men caused us to panic. I'm not, you know, remember when I talk about other men, I'm not throwing any of them under the bus because I don't know where they stand or why they did it. That's not my place. That's God's place. But I'm showing you that we have to learn to discern. And if we learn to discern, that's what God's goal is. When he says in Hosea 4, 6, my people perish for lack of knowledge, it's not the knowledge that has become an idol. It's the discernment knowledge so that we can follow what God expects us to do so that we can do his will. All right, over on the right-hand side, the wellness company is getting a lot of traction uh, today as, as the new savior. And this is in their, interestingly, this is in their hiring. They have a half a dozen positions open. And in, in the um, part of their website where they talk about these positions, you can see that it says, equity and inclusion are critical to the wellness group success. Okay, so remember equity, diversion, inclusion, these are the buzzwords for transgen the transgender agenda. We've just got to accept everybody. We can't call sin, sin anymore because we might offend somebody. So this is, this is part of the careers, the career description 
for anybody that wants to apply at the wellness company. So how is that any different than Target? Uh, so, I mean, you get the idea. We got to look below the surface to determine if we should trust what is going on. Uh, let's go to the next slide, Don. I have some more. All right, this is also from the wellness company's website. Uh, my wife clued me in on this. Um, Dr. Alexander, she's on his uh, Substack list, and he sent this out, and she said, should we get this? And and so I looked at it, I thought, oh my gosh, no, we shouldn't be getting this. Uh, in fact, I, I just want to show this to people. This is this is uh, all allopathic medicine. So we're going to have peace of mind uh, from a list of nine drugs. So you can get this nine drug package for $299, and that's going to give you peace of mind. Uh, I mean, we got to look, we got to look at stuff at a serious level, people. All right, let's go to slide 16. So this is also from the website. And the substack that my wife sent me from Paul Alexander is on the, the, the clip that I have is on the right-hand side from October 14th. It says, we need urgent safety studies that were never done by the vaccine makers, Pfizer, Moderna, et cetera. All right, just think through this. Okay, we do not need urgent safety studies. Why? Because this was never meant to be a vaccine. Brooke Jackson exposed that with the False Claims Act lawsuit. But this is what I see. So my comment is, a, is above the pictures. This is the new narrative by the supposed good guys that I started seeing in July, essentially saying that the vaccine developers and the government can get it right next time. Why are they indirectly promoting the vaccines save us agenda? All right, I don't know. All right, I put that as a legitimate question. Is it because they've been programmed? Could be, and they're just innocent and they're just not as awake as, you know, my degree is DAD. These guys are way smarter than me thing. But if a dad can figure this out, these guys can figure it out. But they may have, you know, they've been programmed in the medical industrial complex. So that may be where they are. It may be on the other side of the continuum where they've already sold their soul to Satan. I don't know, because I don't know them. I don't know what's inside their heart. That's for God to judge. What I'm telling you though is you need to look at these details because your life depends on it these it's critical that we have the ability to discern what is below the surface if we're going to protect ourselves the way god intended all right so then slide 17 don't be deceived why do we fall for these traps as part of our sinful nature we want safety security and comfort so bad that we don't check out reality instead we base our decisions on perception and obviously, that's what I'm bringing up with these last couple of slides. We don't guard against the slippery slope. And then after a period of great fear, we want safety, security, and comfort and our easy prey. Look what happened after 9-11. Look what happened after we thought that COVID was real. I mean, we just raced. We could hardly wait to get vaccinated with a bioweapon. All right. So then what is going on behind the scenes? Uh, slide 18, Don. There are both exoteric and esoteric agendas. Exoteric means we can see them easily. Esoteric, esoteric means this is the real agenda. And the real agenda is a battle for souls. 
So exoterically, what Satan does is create these dialectics so that we spin out and then we spend all of our time on these dialectics. So COVID, in this case, is an exoteric dialectic and we everything's COVID, 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 all to expose evil. Well, that fits into the less evil dialectic and President Trump, I'm putting, is representing the less evil dialectic. So obviously there's an elect election challenge, which is... Um, uh, interesting because you know we we know that the election was stolen. That's not not really a debate. And then lack of e equal justice. But because these things are true, don't make doesn't make President Trump a savior. Uh, and he also has good economic policies. He's been telling people he's going to put prayer in schools. Uh, you know we have to look at this for what it is. There's a clip there. Don's not going to play this now, but you can see. Um, what is who is the real President Trump? You know, he fits into this schematic in an interesting way. And I'm putting him on the less evil camp uh, versus the evil camp. But esoterically, what is going on here is we know that COVID was a crime against humanity. All right. So I'm going to lay this out right now. COVID was a crime against humanity. They know they can't get caught. Why? Because it takes so many years. And as Satan allows this evil to be exposed, COVID, 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 evil, 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 people are going to demand that something happen. Okay, well, the something that demand is going to be met with security and comfort from an esoteric level. That's what the whole false prophet system is about. And so we're going to get the false prophet that we want. God says it. So we'll get the false prophet that we want esoterically. And that's the other shoe that's going to drop. And we, we're going to believe that it's great. Okay, finally justice is being done. But it's the other shoe to drop because it doesn't have anything to do with God. And I'll connect those dots here in just a little bit. All right, so let's go to the next slide, Don. Last week I introduced this uh, amnesty program. And I'm not going to go through that again. I did a whole presentation on it. But I want to explain that when we start looking at things through the eyes of God, we can quickly see that, ah, this is why this doesn't apply. COVID wasn't real, okay, to start with. Um, it was, so it was a pandemic. It was never a virus that was done to create lockdowns. The hospital murders were created to create fear. And then last, the jab was created to satisfy that fear. Okay, all you know, four lies. All right, so then how do you give amnesty when a lie is, a is the basis? You can't. So we have, of course, crimes against humanity. I already said that will, that will result in the other shoe being dropped, Satan's other shoe being dropped, which is the false prophet system. That's, they already know this. That's esoterically. Uh, and they, of course, are the, the higher up minions of Satan. So what's going on? How do you discern this? How do you know amnesty is wrong? Because amnesty presumes it was a mistake. This then becomes part of the COVID dialectic that Satan wants us to stay into. So now we start debating amnesty. Well, is there exceptions to this? Like we debate abortion. Think about when we debate abortion. So we... So abortion is 100% wrong versus there's exceptions. So a woman, you know, so the opposite is a woman's right to choose. But then if you get into the abortion debate, people will say, well, you know, we, you know, a woman's right to choose versus we should have exceptions. Uh, so in uh, a rape situation, a woman should be allowed to have abortion. Well, it's still murder. 
God's economy says abortion is wrong. So when you look at how God looks at things, we never get into these dialectics of evil versus less evil. We look to what God says, it's very clear. So then we can uh, keep a steady course because this is what he said. So that's why I'm against amnesty. Uh, it's simply, it's it what doesn't fit in God's economy. All right, so let's go to a little bit bigger picture. Uh, how does Satan use the Hegelian dialectic? This is slide 20. So the Hegelian dialectic is problem, reaction, solution. Bigger picture, the solution is put in place or known before the problem is even exposed to the public. And the solution in Satan's economy is always the angel of light. So you can see some side-by-sides here. I'll just hit a couple of them. So uh, we know that in the, in the evil side, we have the fiat currency. In the less evil side, we have a gold-backed currency. So people think, oh, man, this is great. We'll be getting rid of that fiat currency. We'll have real money again. All right, remember the angel of light strategy is that when all this evil is exposed, so the things like James Traficant was saying, and you know, I'm, I'm in an exposing the medical murder lane, but when all this evil gets exposed to the public, Satan's already ready for that. And that's when the false prophet strategy comes on the scene on a esoteric level, not just the exoteric level that I'm showing uh, with most of these slides today. All right, so slide 21 connects these dots. The Great Deception, second, it's easy for me to say, uh, chapter two, verses nine through 12. The coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with how Satan works. He will use all sorts of displays of power through signs and wonders that serve to lie and all the ways that wickedness deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. For this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie and so that all will be condemned who have not believed the truth but have delighted in wickedness. And this is Paul writing to the Christians. So this great deception, what is it? It is, as I've said before in the first Thessalonians chapter 5 reference, it's the safety and security. We fall for it every time. And we want to take the easy way out. And when we have come through a great period of fear, our guard is down. And that's why I'm, I'm framing this in the esoteric uh, agenda that, um, that we just got done going through. All right, so now a visual of this, slide 22. We're being programmed to think that there's two ways again, evil versus less evil. So obviously the Great Reset is, is evil and there's a whole bunch of people in the Patriot movement calling for the Great Awakening, that they think that COVID started the Great Awakening. And so why am I saying that those are on the parallel path again? So we see this parallel again, evil versus less evil. Why? Why am I saying that it's evil versus less evil? Because what's missing is repentance. Obviously, the Great Reset is evil, but the Great Awakening is less evil, easy to spot because it's promoting all kinds of things, uh, military tribunals, gold-backed standard, uh, money, gold-backed money, um, 
debt forgiveness, all kinds of things that all of us would agree to, but it's missing how we got here. We got here through rejecting God. And so the only way out of this is through repentance. Two slides in closing. Number 23, what did Jesus say? Whoever is not with me is against me. That's from Matthew 12, 30. And apart from me, you can do nothing. John 15, 5. These are gold standards that Jesus laid down. These are stakes in the ground that we need to have to be rooted so that we know and we can spot and discern who is representing Satan and who is representing God because we're going to fall trap again if we're not paying attention. All right, the last slide then, Don. All right, this is a battle for souls, period. That's what's been going on for 6,000 years. And trusting in men is how we got to this point in history. And trusting in God is the only way out. Any alternative system failure without repentance. Trusting in different men is not a solution. And of course, I close with, are we finally ready for God? And I wrote down a couple things that I would just want to share that were on my heart when I put this together. So, you know, I was in the system of, you know, the blue pill. I was naively chasing the American dream. Uh, I became red-pilled when I realized Grace was murdered, and that started my red-pill journey. The problem is, is that the red pill and blue pill are also parallel tracks. So, you know, the blue pill, just being naive, okay, that's that's evil. Being red pill, you think, wow, I'm finally awake, but that's less evil. Why? Because it doesn't pursue God. And so what I encourage people to do is get off the parallel tracks. It is important that we understand what's going on so that you're red-pilled to the point of knowing what's going on. But if you spend your life chasing red pills, you're going to end up in the same as both parallel tracks lead to. So I'm encouraging everybody to become white-pilled. And white-pilled is... Uh, getting to know God. So what does that what does that uh, result in? Uh, when we rely on Him, uh, we He He our fear. He promises to uh, give us contentment, and then we have real hope because the Creator of the universe loves us. Uh, there is an urgency to get right with God, and you know we cannot prepare ourselves for what the cabal has for us. You know, the things that I have learned, I mean, they can take any one of us out anytime. How do you prepare for that? So when I say, are we finally ready for God? You know, he is the only answer. And, you know, I, Grace, um, Grace had a way. I mean, you know, she called me earthly dad because of her death. And I'm, I'm praised for that, uh, for that situation. You know, I miss her so much. Uh, yet her death woke me up and gave me the courage to be able to do what I'm doing now, standing against this evil. One more thing I want to say before I leave today is I came across the scripture reference this last week, and I think it frames where we are at in society very well. It's John 16:2. It says, they will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, the time is coming when anyone who kills you will think they're, they are offering a service to God. You know, and we're living in that time. The spirit of collectivism has convinced the medical industrial complex to hasten death, especially for the disabled and elderly, but they're coming after all because that is their goal. The 
the bill is being implemented and these people actually think they're doing a service to God. Thank you for listening.